Welcome to Community Groups. Welcome everyone. My name is Maddie Fan, and I'm the Connections Director here at Hill City Church. We are back with our mini-series that's all about spiritual disciplines. So through this conversation, we hope that each of you listening leaves with new perspective on how spiritual disciplines can free up space in your head or your faith or your relationships for something better. So this series is inspired by a book written back in the 70s called The Celebration of the Disciplines, and the author explores 12 different types of spiritual disciplines. In part one of this mini-series, we are going to cover six of those total by talking with some of our staff members here at Hill City and just talking through questions about what each discipline is, why it matters, and if living it out could actually be liberating. So I am here today with Corey Goss. Welcome, Corey. Hello, hello. (laughs) I'm here. All right, to get us started, Corey, tell us, what is your favorite road trip snack? Ah, so you have to have Hostess Orange Cupcakes. That is mandatory with a 99 cent tall iced tea from Arizona or a Arizona wow. iced tea. Oh, not not tea, fruit punch. You had me at Hostess, but then you lost me at Orange. The orange cupcakes? The orange cupcakes. It's Why wouldn't you get the ones. chocolate ones? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, that, that's too much like, chocolate. What does the orange <laughs> taste like? It's like vanilla, but it's like icing as well, too. And like. I feel like the chocolate ones are just like chocolate on chocolate, but yeah. you get like <laughs> that, exactly that's the point, right. That, that's too much chocolate for me. I can't do that. I mean, all right, yeah. I will consider trying the orange. What about my drink though? The tall, you know, the, the tall ninety nine. I do know one? those. When I was young, I drank those a lot. Yes, yeah. those are the yeah. best drinks ever. They are really good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I yeah. I just don't want to have to stop to go to the bathroom over and over again, which is what happens to me on road trips. So that's a fact. <laughs> if I get one of those, we're going to stop again in an hour. So. That's true. That's true. That's awesome. Well, maybe one day we'll road trip together and I will be tricked into trying one of your orange cupcakes. You will. Don't worry. All right, Corey. So we're having you cover confession. Mm-hmm. So kind of give us a definition of what confession is and then why you think it matters. Yes. So um, confession is a formal statement that is admitting, you know, a guilt or something that you did against somebody. And um, you are saying, hey, this is what I did. I'm sorry. And I'm confessing it to you. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of reasons why confessions matter. Uh, well, confession matters. But uh, I'm going to kind of give the biblical perspective as well as give some, you know, practical perspective as why it matters as well too all right so we're all familiar with the statement that confession is good for the soul you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and um this phrase is not only very true but it can also help with balance in your life and uh, it can get rid of anxiety paranoia and also a lot of guilt as well um so when we have done something wrong as christians there's a certain level of remorse or guilt that we may feel based on how it impacts others or our relationship with christ right Yep. Um, so with that, the Bible speaks about confession in an eternal sense. When it says um, to become saved, we should confess with our mouth and we should believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. And that's in Romans ten nine. So, you know, in order to have this transformation and, you know, um, saying that you're coming to Jesus and you're, you know, forgiving, he's, you want him to forgive you of your sins. You have to confess them first. That's the first thing it tells us is that confess with your mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Talks like say that you actually did that thing. Um, and <clears throat> it's it's the act of actually saying the wrong or saying the sin that makes it more real than just knowing it happened. Um, but ne- like never talking about it. Like mm-hmm. I know I've done stuff that <laughs> I definitely was not supposed to do. 
And, you know, it felt wrong or it was definitely wrong. But it's like when I talked about it, it was like, no, this was really wrong. Like now Mm -hmm. I'm saying it and making it real. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that that's I think that's intentional. I think that's why Christ tells us you have to confess with your mouth so that it becomes real to you and it becomes real to the person that you're uh, confessing to. Um, And then Jesus, I guess, on the more practical sense, um, Jesus also calls us to confess our sins one to another. Uh, in the covenant of our community. Um, Now, this is important because this should be a safe place where you can get restored and you can get prayed for uh, and you can get the care that you need um, that you'll get from confessing uh, rather than doing it with just a bunch of outsiders who, you know, really don't care about you as much. And Mm -hmm. they probably will just judge you and things like that. But just the act of restoration also comes through confessing um, just through people in your community. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was, you know, very important to look at it from the biblical side as well as the uh, physical side and the physical things it can do to you. For sure. I love that you pointed out um, confessing to one another, too. I feel like um, at least for me personally, I am always better at confessing to God than to Mm. other people because it just requires a little more bravery to tell (laughs) others what you suck at. (laughs) Um, But, you know, confession so all the disciplines are, they fall under one of three categories. Like sure. Confession is under corporate, which means it brings us closer to God, but also to one another. Yep. So um, anytime I've been honest with someone <clears throat> about stuff like this, it's like, okay, we're bonded now because yeah. you heard all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a, an interesting element to make sure is also part of Absolutely. looking at confession in a, in a well-rounded way. Yep. So that's awesome. Uh, Well, the writer of this book, he kind of shares about how spiritual disciplines are liberating and not confining. Do you agree with that when it comes to confession? So I loosely agree. um, And let me explain my answer why. Okay, Um, with the room for understanding that both are important to the process. uh, And it's important to recognize the freedom that discipline grants us with other parts of our life as well. Now, anything that's tagged as like liberating, it does have the ability to be extreme. Right. And Mm -hmm. like the only thing that's extreme or, um, you know, the the only thing that's extreme is most times is going to fall into error. If you go to any extreme on one side or uh, like the other side, you're probably doing something wrong. Um, So to understand the liberties in Christ is also to understand that everything is permissible, but everything is not beneficial. Um, So just because we can do it doesn't mean that we actually should do it. Uh, And then I also feel like that, like an all liberating discipline with no parameters, that's going to be chaos. But then on the other side, you have a restrictive practice with without any wiggle room. And that's going to be like impossible because it's like you have you can't mess up. You can't sin. You can't do anything. Right. Um, So I do think that both are needed to be successful and both are to be exercised, both in the guidelines of the faith. So that's why I can like I understand his question, but I also want to hone in on why both are necessary. So when you say both, do you mean like discipline and what do you mean by both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, because inside the question, he asked, um, uh, what what do you say? He said liberating. What was the question again? Like are disciplines liberating or are they more confining? Right. So both as I think they're liberating and confining. Okay. Um, But it felt like he was saying that they're more like like if you get your freedom in Christ or you get Mm -hmm. liberated by it, then that's cool. Okay. And and like I'm saying I can see how they can be both. So that's why I loosely agreed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. For sure. No, I think, I mean, of course they are confining and it's kind of, do you know the bigger why? Like, right. can you see the other side of it? Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it's interesting to to think about it that way. It um, is. It is. It is for sure. Do you feel like you feel liberated through confession? I do, and I do because I understand that when I'm coming to Christ to confess something, He already knows what I did, mm-hmm. but He wants to hear it from me. Yeah. So it's it's rewar- not rewarding. It's uh, it's uh it's comforting knowing that I have a a heavenly Father that no matter what I do or say. It's not going to be like a punishment waiting for me at the end. Right. Right. So that's liberating to know that. But then it's like, I don't want to take advantage of this liberties either. And just for know sure. that I can get away with anything I want because I said a prayer and now, I, right. now I'm saved. Um, so, you know, we don't definitely don't want to fall into the trick, the trick of cheap grace. Um, so that's why I lean. I kind of cringe when I hear the liberating part. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, but people are going to go crazy <laughs> thinking they can do anything. Like we need parameters. Like we right. need. No, you can't do this. It's liberating if you grasp it in the right way. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think, I mean, you could go the other way too. I think if you confess and, you know, you're speaking something that is true, but you don't grasp the grace part, then yeah. you will just be probably still riddled with guilt. Like, oh, even sure. though you can acknowledge what you did, yes. like, if there's not that love and grace and mercy that we know is right. a part of our relationship with Jesus, then I think it's confining in a whole different way because you're going to just be racked with shame and guilt and i agree um yeah so it's interesting it's a fine line for sure you gotta walk the right line yes okay i love that explanation um (laughs) so when it comes to this what do you feel like especially since you're like okay i feel like you got to do this the right way um what are some tangible like tips or practices that you would kind of think through when it comes to confession yeah so um some tips that have helped me with practicing confession is to do it often and to do it quickly (laughs) 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 like don't let it marinate don't let it don't try to rationalize yourself out of it don't be like well he did this to me i don't have to do this and i really you know everybody sins so i really Mm -hmm. no just confess as long as like as soon as you know you did something, get it out there because the quicker you confess, the quicker that God's going to forgive you. Right. So that, that's the first thing. And do it often. Okay. <laughs> like don't even let nothing slide. So do it as soon as you know that you've messed up or you've done something wrong. Be quick to confess. Um, and then the more that we get in the rhythm of saying that we are wrong, it, it, it like becomes less judgy. And, like, it kind of frees you of trying to be this perfect person. Yeah. Like, I get in arguments all the time with people, right? And, like, <laughs> when I feel like, oh, you know what? This person is right. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And the yeah. argument's over. Like, there's nothing else to argue about. There's nothing yeah. else to confess. There's nothing else to talk about because I took the pride out of it. It was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it's a thing when you're talking to people and you're, like, trying to confess something and, like, that person is trying to hold on to it or, like, you're trying to hold on to it. And you're like, no, but I'm not wrong because I did this. Like, bro, just confess. Just let it go, bro. Just let it go. I have witnessed this from you, and you are really great at it. (laughs) Truly, truly, truly. I've heard you say it many times where you just go, you know what? You're right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Reminder to, you're never going to be able to fully confess if if you can't take your pride out of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Those are awesome tips. I love do it quickly and do it often. ASAP. (laughs) Well, cool. Well, is there anything else about confession that you would want to share? I guess... um, that is, yeah, like, man, we just have to get in the rhythm of it. We have to know that it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any less of a Christian. Um, actually, it's, it shows a very mature part of you if you're willing to confess and you're willing to do it uh, and say, you know what, I don't have everything together. I don't have everything, you know, um, the way that you probably think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes you human as well, too. And it, it, it puts you in a spot where now you're more relatable and you could reach more people and you understand grace better as well, too. And you understand what that looks like. And 
you know, that that'll change your life when you understand how God give, gives us grace. So therefore, you can give that same grace to other people all because, you know, of an um, outlet through confession. Absolutely. I love that. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Corey. Absolutely. My pleasure. That is all from us. Thank you guys for listening. Um, those of you in community groups, your host will have your discussion questions. That's it. All right. Bang, bang.